Welcome in everyone to another Thursday edition of the Let's Talk Bets Daily Sports Betting Show. I'm Matt Larison. He's Scott Cobe. Three and three day for us yesterday, Scott. And I'll just start with Evan Mobley. Of course, he doesn't do the two turnovers. He must have watched the show. Like there is no way Scott Cobe is going to get this one on me. And one turnover for this guy. I I was dismayed. I looked at the stats last night and I was like, what? One turnover? Are you serious? I was I was actually close to an Ofer last night. Vancouver bailed me out big time, but I was close to that last night. I mean, yeah, Mobley. I looked at halftime at the stats, zero turnovers. I'm like, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> so, of course, that has to be how it goes. Course. Vancouver did get the job done. My Islanders got a point at least in OT, but yes, Vancouver won. Vancouver just looks uh, incredible this year. Um, Twelve wins on the season. Um, a total turnaround from last year. So. Uh, good well, on I'm, that. Yeah, I'm watching the game last night. The Vancouver Islanders game was on TNT last night. I'm watching it. The coach legitimately says, for us to win this game, we have to stay out of the penalty box. And what do the Islanders do? T- keep taking penalty after penalty after penalty. Vancouver scored three power play goals last night. It's unwatchable. It's unwatchable. Yeah. Six losses in a row for the Islanders. Nothing's going right. It's. Uh, I hope at some point they figure it out because I bet you Sorokin can walk. And then they're just back to mediocrity again at the goaltending position. So I don't know what they're going to do. They actually got a trade last year, got Bo Harvat. You know, they tried, but they're just not offensively clicking. So it's interesting. Louisville got the job done. Uh, 20-point win, uh, like we said. And it was interesting for a little while. I was not super – I was sweating that one a little bit, which is unbelievable. I think that kind of tells you where Louisville is uh, this season. You know, not being able to totally dominate teams like Coppin State. I expect their lines to come way down. If not, they'll be underdogs in a lot of games. So I'm going to look out for that one. Um, but they got the win for us, at least. And George Mason, of course, too. Uh, solid win. Good game. Yep. Um, but they, Excellent. the home, home dogs, man. The home dogs take it for us. Yeah, I mean, um, I put a parlay in last night, second parlay in last night of Vancouver, Dallas. George Mason, which Tana picked, and Anaheim minus uh, plus three and a half goals. And it was like four to one middle of the third period, and Anaheim gave up four goals in the last 10 minutes of the game. It was crazy. <laughs> crazy. But yeah, George Mason, I was shaky on the bet, and then I, I saw that they were winning against Cornell. So I was like, okay, that, that seems pretty good. So yeah, good competition from Cornell, but uh, yeah. You know, yep. they, George Mason wasn't a dog, but home teams uh, is what I mean, are just killing it in college basketball. It's probably the sport that requires the home field the most out of any sport is yeah. college basketball. So we're going to continue to ride with that. Central Michigan, 10 and a half. They lost by 14. The, the Ohio offense was all over the place. Unbelievable. Um, real close. Uh, they could have brought it to seven. They had one last drive, but they couldn't get it done. Um I'll give that one to you, Scott. That was a good pick. Uh, we should have went with you. Yeah, Ohio went up 10 nothing real quick. They scored a defensive touchdown. And I was like – and then Central Michigan played even with them the rest of the game. So it wasn't it wasn't like Ohio did a lot. They just jumped early in the game. And the final score was, what, 34-20 to 20 or something like that. So it was basically an even game the rest of it. So if they don't give up that defensive touchdown, they're in the game in the fourth quarter for sure. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's where I was concerned with the point spread is is there going to yeah. be some type of pick six fumble return touchdown that's going to hurt this? Because that's if you take that away, then you're inside that line. So yeah, it, it happens. And the, the Lakers, of course, this is the NBA we're talking, folks, the Nas- National Blowout Association. Um, <laughs> it's hard to bet on these these teams because they know that they have so much time to get it done. And it's just – it's kind of – it's probably the worst regular season sport to watch, in my opinion. Yeah. There's just yeah. no energy. The Lakers look so flat, got beat by over 20 points. It's just really sad. These superstar players and the superstar teams, they know that they're going to get in the playoffs no matter what, and there's just no heart. And that's just that's just really what it is. I mean, yeah, and, and I'll get to something after we go through today's slate that I put a bet in on last night um, of a future. Um, but yeah, we don't. Sometimes we don't know up until thirty minutes before game time. Like Embiid last night, he was questionable, and he went out and started shooting. I'm watching the Celtics pregame show, and they didn't even know whether he was playing last night. So again, you don't know if these guys are playing. And when you make these bets earlier in the day, you're hoping that the full contingent roster is playing. But at game tip offs at seven at six forty five, you could hear LeBron's out tonight, and nobody knows. So. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know how – I mean, I get why sports books do it, and they're okay to do it, but I guess it's just for us as betters. We got to be – we got to be watchful. We got to be mindful. Yeah. We got we to gotta be careful with our, our moves in the regular season for the NBA. Yeah. But we, yeah. we press on. Uh, let's start with St. Louis tonight. Uh, one and a half goals. It is plus odds right now on DraftKings, and they're playing the poor, poor San Jose Sharks. Two wins on the season. At probably the worst, they're definitely the worst NHL team right now. Blues are coming off a couple of hot wins, uh, looking pretty good. Uh, these, these are the ones they want. These are the ones they definitely want. They can score goals. St. Louis gives up lots of goals. Um, I am surprised it's at plus odds. I guess it's just because it's two-goal margin, but I'm going to take that one. That was a Tanner pick. Uh, so, Tanner, that was a nice find. Uh, but I'm, I'm riding that one. What do you think? They were, they were on my list to put in before, and then I saw Tanner put it in. I'm like, oh cross it right off yeah i like the blues tonight i think san jose is just a a team that is uh a car wreck so to speak they can't score goals they give up goals by the boatload so i love st louis tonight to to win by at least three goals so yeah we usually get one or two really bad teams in the nhl every year and it looks like san jose is on that route um looking for the future um but it happens it is what it is uh, Mikhail Bridges under 28 and a half points rebounds. Now that was a you pick Scott. And I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, Mikhail Bridges for points wise, he's been a wagon for me on betting. Uh, mm-hmm. I love him. So I want to hear what you think about this one. I like his, uh, I think his assist numbers at three and a half or four. I like that a lot, but that, tell me about that's the points why, rebounds. That's why I stayed away from the PRA because the assists he could have six tonight in 22 points. Um, he does not get underneath and rebound the ball as effectively as other guards slash uh, players. So I'm I'm basically playing my at Miami tonight. Miami's a good defensive team. I think Miami's defensive game plan is to slow Bridges down. And if you watch Brooklyn play, like I have twice against the Celtics, they're a three-point shooting jump team. So if Bridges doesn't have it early in the game, he's not even going to get to 20 points. And and he's I've looked at his game logs the last five or six, and the only time he went over this number – was against Washington, and we saw how Washington uh, last night against Dallas they didn't play very well. So um, I, I think that Miami is going to make a focus on stopping Bridges and making other players beat them. 
And I, I just think that he could score 18 to 20, but I think the rebound is going to be at four or five, which means that that's a catch. He, he's a five max rebound guy in games. So his points have to carry him. He has to, as you've said, he's been a wagon with points. If he gets 20, anything under 22 points tonight, he's not hitting this number. So. Yeah, I think he's averaging just around 20, maybe a bit more in points. So I like this play a lot too. I think his if you can get his assist number around three and a half, I would take that over. I think yep. that he is definitely – he's one of the more focal points of the Brooklyn team. Um but yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. Anytime there's it's close to thirty, unless it's like a Curry or a you know Donkic or whatever, you know, it's kind of hard to to discern whether or not the guy's going to get that many points. So uh, I love it. I love it a lot. And lastly, we've got this Thursday night game football. This is a great Thursday night game. Uh, we've had a couple of stinkers lately, but this one is going to be fantastic. Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I wouldn't say the season's on the line for the Bengals, but. Just like my Bills, you got to win now. Uh, these are the ones you got to win. Obviously, since he took a hard loss last week against Houston, they're looking to try to make a playoff push as well. I don't know. I don't know if the Cincinnati Bengals can get this one done. It's in Baltimore, too, which does not help them. A um, couple of defensive injuries. Looks like some guys might play. Hendrickson looks like he's probably going to play, but no Higgins uh, for the Bengals. And we've seen how different the Bengals are without Higgins. Um and it's not that Burrow isn't a fantastic, you know, elite quarterback, but when you have a guy like T. Higgins, a guy like Jamar Chase, Tyler Board's a number two anywhere else you go in the league, um, you know, Mixon, th- this team was stacked offensively. You start chipping away at those pieces, it starts to take away the, I guess you could say, the value of Joe Burrow. And it just shows you how importantly you need the star guys around, even your star quarterbacks, to be successful. Look at Mahomes. He doesn't have, you know, he's Kelsey. But other than that, he's been trying to find the pieces, and he's actually struggled this year as well. So without Higgins, Baltimore's defense is tough. I think Baltimore wins, but I don't like any of the point spreads or the over-under because we saw last week Baltimore and Cleveland, it was a 60-point game. Uh, we we seen the Bengals, you know, go under the total quite a bit too when they should be going over the total. So I'm leaving myself away from those, and I'm picking Mark Andrews over four and a half receptions. He's averaging five this year. He's hit this number, and I believe five out of the ten games they played, and he yeah. hit this number against the Bengals last uh, time they played. So I think he's the safety net. Lamar also, he was at about fifty percent completion percentage last week. Not good. I get the Cleveland defense is very good, but Andrews is the guy that he goes to for the safety of things, and I think that he'll continue to do that. And I think it's going to be more of a running game for Baltimore, obviously. That's their their mantra. But I think Andrews is always a pretty strong lock for five catches or at least close to that. If we miss it, it's going to be with four receptions. So I like this one. What do you think, Scott? I like it too because if you look watch the game Sunday, which I have red zone and, and that was that was a big part of the red zone early uh, session was the Baltimore Cleveland game. When Mark Andrews does not get thrown the ball, that offense looks very disjointed and very out of sorts. And he only caught two balls against Cleveland, and that is very rare for Lamar not to look for him time and time again. And one of the two for forty four, and one of the catches was thirty six yard catch in the fourth quarter. So he did nothing on Sunday for, for Baltimore. So I have a feeling that the two guy, three guys that are really going to get play tonight is Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell, Mike Andrews. 
And I think they're going to streamline their offense into those three guys tonight. So, well, and let's talk about some of the other lines that we don't have here. Uh, Mark, or I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson, I believe, is around almost 45 yards over under rushing. I don't yeah. like that number. He didn't hit it last week. Either. He got, I think, 41. It's just too high for what I mean. Baltimore has changed in the terms of the way they run the ball. They've been going more to their running backs than they have used Lamar. So yeah. I don't love that play. Um, all the receivers in Baltimore are tough to follow. Zay Flowers looks great. And then other weeks he gets one catch. Beckham is the same way. He's averaging about one catch to two catches a game. That's where his line's at is about, I think, two and a half reception. So I guess I'd take the under in that. It's yeah. just there's too much uncertainty, and especially when defenses play well, and the Baltimore defense is fantastic. Since his defense has been – you know, pretty decent as well, especially in a divisional game. You got to go with what's safe. You got to go with yeah. what yeah. is expected. Yeah. Even the completions for Burrow are too much. I think it's at 24 today. That's just too many. Yeah. 24 and a half, 25 completions against a strong Baltimore defense. Who knows? Cincinnati might go to the run game to try to balance things out. You know, so I don't love those. But like you said, Gus Edwards, over 46 and a half rushing yards. I think this one's safe. Um, he is averaging around that number. Close to, I think he's at like 44, 45 yards a game. Um, and that's what Baltimore is going to be methodical today. They're going to be methodical. They're going to keep the ball away from Burrow. And even with Keaton Mitchell doing well, I think that they have found something with Edwards. Ever since yeah. that game where he caught that 80-yard touchdown uh, reception, they're like, we're running with this guy. Um, yeah. And it's worked very successfully. Justice Hill's completely out of the picture for them. Uh, Keaton Mitchell yeah. snuck in. Um so I love this. I love this. I think he gets at least 50 yards. Um, what do you think? This two, is your pick, so. Yeah, two things. If you watch Cincinnati play Sunday, give up 150 yards to Devin Singletary of Houston. Devin Singletary. And that was with Hendrickson in the game and, and the Cincinnati defense at, at strength. So Gus Edwards at 46 and a half yards with the team that, that would rather run and throw to the tight end more so than any other team in the NFL. Give me Gus Edwards. If he, if he breaks off a 15-yard runner in the first quarter, this this is as, as good a goal as you get. So Gus Edwards I love. Keith Mitchell is 35 rushing yards. I was going to play that. Harbaugh said he's going to play more tonight. I just don't know. I mean, he could be all a smoke screen, and he could get five carries tonight for like 28 yards or something like that, and you lose your prep, prep bet. Tonight's game seems like a perfect live in-game betting situation to me, Cincinnati-Baltimore. You see how it's going. And then you live game bet it with yeah. the props and the sides. This is the perfect live game betting because you got to see what the flow of the game is in the first quarter before you make any decisions. So now, if you look at you know the stats for Mitchell too, he's he's got a lot of yards. I mean, this guy's doing yeah. explosive big plays, but yeah. it's not on a lot of carries. He had I think he had three carries last week. Three carries. Um, yeah. Before that, it was not that many either. That was really his first game out of the scene. I, I don't disagree with Harbaugh. I bet he does play more. But is he going to get big plays, or is he just going to run and yeah. get three yards of carry like an average running back? So it, I agree it's tough to discern. And maybe he does some more out of the backfield in terms of catching because we saw, obviously, Gus Edwards had that one great 80-yard reception, but he is not a cat, pass-catching running back. And I think that Baltimore wants to still have somebody that can do that in their offense. And it was Justice Hill for a while, but it's not the case anymore. I think Mitchell might do more of that as well. So that's why it's just hard. It's hard to pick that that spread right now. That line is really because of the big plays that Mitchell's done. And you can't bet on big plays. It's they're very 
hit or miss. So I like consistency. I like Gus Edwards. I think that's a great pick. So yeah. I'm in agreement with you. So so last night, uh, before the Celtics game last night, Jalen Brown's out. Chris Chris Porzingis is out. They showed a bunch of stats on on Jason Tatum, and he's he's on a historic pace this year. His plus minus on the court is like third in NBA history since they started keeping this stuff. So last night he's down to plus seven fifty right now. He was at plus eleven hundred before the game last night. I put a bet a future bet on him and went MVP because I think Jason Tatum's on a, on a mission this year. And, and I think if you saw the game last night, no Jalen Brown, no Chris Porzingis. Philly's defense was geared toward Tatum, and he still scored 29 points last night. So I put that bet in last night. It's plus 750. It's it's not bad odds, plus 750. If you just want to throw 10 bucks on it, it'll bring you back 75 bucks. And it's he's going to be in the top three this year. Giannis is already hurt. He's got his back injury. He was out last night. And Embiid is just not the Embiid we saw last year. I don't think he's going to win MVP. So I think it comes down to Jokic. And Tatum for MVP this year. So I threw that bet in last night. So I, I would suggest you do it before it gets down to like plus 250, which it could very well get down there. If yeah. Keeps on the scroll, so. I love it. And this is what I'll say. I'll say this. Obviously, I'm a Celtics fan, so I love if yeah. he won MVP. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. he is playing historically well. And that team is um, – it's night and day different from last year. Uh, they it have is. superstars. If they stay healthy, it's going to be hard to beat them. But I will say this. Philadelphia surprised me with yeah. when James Harden left. This team is, you want to talk about night and day. This team is night and day better without. Uh, and you look, look at the Clippers. They're absolutely dysfunctional because of not just James Harden, but it's all these guys that never gelled with teams. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, right. you know. Right. So Philly is is very scary to me. They are an excellent team uh, in terms of the Celtics winning it. Um, I don't count Philly out at all. And no, I don't either. I don't to go either. back to the MVP talk, I think that Tatum is definitely the number two. The problem for him, and Jokic is just all around, rebounds, assists, points. He's going to yeah. average triple-double again this year. He just is. Yeah. And I don't know how Tatum gets around that. I mean, there's been some scrutiny around Jokic, too, from last year, uh, and he should have won the, th- the three-peat uh, title. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to affect things with the people who make those decisions, but I don't disagree with you. Seven fifty, you throw a hundred bucks on that. That's seven fifty, and even yeah. if you don't and you hedge your bet and you take a, a cash out, you know, later in the season when he's number two and Jokic is number one, there yeah. you go. I mean, that's the yeah. kind of stuff you got to do in this betting world. So I think he right. is number two. I don't think there's anybody else right now that really elevates himself like Jokic and Tatum in terms of the MVP talk. At least, at least right now, it's early, but. Right, and the, and the other thing is Tyrese Maxey of Philadelphia, most improved player. Mm-hmm. If he's if he's on the board, make a bet on him. He he's averaging twenty seven points right now. He's been phenomenal for them. And Harden was the guy that was holding him down for Philadelphia. So I kind of yeah. like that one too as a future bet if you can find it. So yeah, unfortunately, as a Celtics fan, Philly got a lot better when uh, Harden left. I know, I know. But I think Milwaukee, Miami are are, are a step down from. Philly mm-hmm. in Boston right now, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Well, folks, that's everything we have for today for our show. Uh, three and three yesterday. We're hoping to go four and zero. We want our first undefeated day. Uh, we've been yeah. doing strong. Forty two, thirty four, not bad. But I don't know. My fingers are crossed. I'm feeling good today. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's like let's go four and zero. 
Um, but for myself and Scott Cobe and Tanner, who's not here with us, thank you so much for watching, and we will see you all again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.